dead than all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hiya, folks. Old Man Grognard here. Happy Saturday. Hope you're all doing well. And I'm doing okay. You know, it's kind of murky out there. You know, it went from one day of sun to a bunch of rain. So we'll see what happens. I hope you're all staying well, too, because of the virus and all that. I am so far. Becky has got a cold. She doesn't have anything more serious than that. So I'm hoping she's getting better soon. So what I'm going to do today is more with the urban sandbox, and we're going to try and wrap this up here. So stick around, and we'll be right back after this. Okay, now I'm going to try and take some of the stuff I was talking about and put it all together and see what we can come up with, if anything. So, first off, I talked about sections of the city. Okay, I say I have a six-block section. All right, fine. I got a six-block section. I don't know where in the city it is. I'm not going to determine that until I determine what kind of businesses are in the six-block area. So I've got my copy of Vornheim here, and I'm going to throw some D4s. I like D4s because they stay put. Usually when I do a dice drop table, I have a box that I made out of a cigar box that I use. But I'm just going to use the book right now. Just lay it flat because it does lay flat. And give it a shot. So I've got three D4s here, and I'm just going to drop them. And one went off the page, so I will drop it again. All right, let's see what it points to. Okay, one points to a tailor. I got a piece of paper here. Okay, one points to a tailor. One points to a, well, I've got one on three of them. So, Cheesemaker, Fortune Teller, and Curiosity Shop. Since this is a more modern game, I'm going to pick the Curiosity Shop. Okay, Curiosity Shop. If I can spell. And the third one, it's mostly on Livestock Dealer slash Breeder. So I'm just going to write Livestock. Okay. Now, let me check something real quick, because I have a D100 table right next to it that has pretty much everything that's on the drop table. So, let's see if there's any notes here. Livestock. Here we are. Um, Let's go to Curiosity Shop first. Because this may give me some ideas. Often we'll trade an interesting but unidentifiable objects for another interesting but unidentifiable. Well, obviously, yeah. I'll put trade... Okay, and let's go to, what did I say, Taylor? Yeah. Measurements of powerful powerful ladies are jealously guarded. Tailors may steal them in order to impress a prospective client with a dress that fits like a glove. Oh, ho. I'll put measurements. I'm already starting to get an idea of an adventure. So, 
and the livestock dealer and breeder. Some raise livestock, some raise pets. Okay. I'll put pets. Okay. This is what I got. These are all within a six-block radius of each other. Let's see if there's any NPCs that'll link to this. Let's see. Taylor Curiosity Shop Livestock. Now, Taylor, I think it'd be interesting, and the Curiosity Shop would be if they were brothers. They were these two brothers. One runs a Curiosity Shop, and one runs a Taylor. One seems to be, the Taylor seems to be very, very practical, very very, he's all about the money and about the business and making himself better and stuff. The curiosity shop guy is a little more fanciful. Yes, he wants to run a successful business or something like that, but he's the kind of guy who will listen to a sad story and help out or just show people the whimsy of things. Maybe he, and he loves kids and things like that. The tailor is like a, a bachelor, lives by himself, hoards his money. The curiosity shop guy may or may not be married and if he is married, his wife is probably, you know, the same way he is. Very, very loving and homespun and things. And so they have a couple of different philosophies on how to run their business and how to treat life. So you got something going right there. Now, the livestock thing comes in with, hmm, let's say their father runs the livestock breeder and everything where he does like cattle auctions and pets and all this other stuff. He's very, 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 very successful. And he's a major force in the town. And these are his two sons. And I'd roll a D6 see which one he favors. I'm guessing he favors the one that's the tailor. So the curiosity shop guy doesn't have much to do with it. He may, you know, he's still his father and he sees him and stuff like that. But he likes the tailor because he's made some of himself. He has a successful shop, this, that, and the other thing. Okay, we got some drama going on there, right there. So let's throw something into the mix here. The curiosity shop gets a, I want to say a mokway. Yeah, let's go gremlins. Uh, it gets a curious type of, egg. How about that? And he doesn't know what it is. So he has to go someplace where they can identify him. So he goes over to his dad's place where they have people who know animals, fantastical or otherwise, and see if they can find a sage or somebody, some, some veterinarian or somebody into animal husbandry who understands all this stuff and find out what kind of egg this is. Well, the dad gets a, gets a, a view of it and it's like, Oh, I got to have this. This can go for many, many, many dollars. It turns out it's an owl bear egg. Now, I'm going fantasy again, but just bear with me. Or, or if we want to go modern, we want to go modern. Say it's not even an egg. It's a pearl. It's a, a really big pearl in the shape of an egg or something like that. And everybody covets it. And it'd be funny. And so... The PCs are hired to steal it from the dad. I mean, the dad hires them to steal it from the curiosity shop. Or we can go that that the curiosity shop owner identifies what it is and hires them to protect it, which would be another interesting 
little variation on it. Now, how does a tailor fit into this? Well, he's working in cahoots with his dad. All of a sudden, he becomes very friendly with his brother. I mean, yeah, they talk, but they're very civil to each other usually because they just don't. You know, Thanksgiving and Christmas is interesting around their house because they're just they're just oil and water. But all of a sudden, he's his best friend because he wants to get the egg. Maybe he wants to get the egg for himself and cut dad out. So, and he has enough money where he can hire people to, like, maybe rough up the player characters who are trying to protect this egg. Or this uh, this jewel, I should say. So we got a MacGuffin. All of a sudden, we have a MacGuffin that everybody wants, which is good, because this can lead to other things. Say this pearl is an ancient... Say this pearl has some history behind it. It's an ancient thing that anybody who possesses it is doomed to... I don't know. It could be cursed. Let me put it that way. And if you believe in curses... If it's a modern game, if you believe in curses or not, that's one thing. But curses have also been known to be great excuses to commit murder. So you might have a murder mystery on your hands. If you're going to go fantasy, it'd be an owlbear. I make it an owlbear egg and say it's an owlbear egg from an ancient owlbear that has lived longer than they should. And my my favorite thing to do in that case is having mama come look for the egg. I did that with the belay and it worked out. They found there was a belay egg that a town found and they didn't know what it was except for the necromancer and he he covered it he grabbed it but we had mama i had mama break in at the at the end to come get her bait her egg so yeah if that's if you're going to run fantasy that's that's the way to go more modern thing i would make it like the mob wants it the dad's trying to hire people thugs to take it away you know get get the get the player characters or the curiosity shop owner arrested things like that you know, you can do so many things. So you got a, you got a, several ways to go with an adventure, just rolling up this stuff. And that's an urban, you know, that's an urban uh, sandbox. Plus, if you come up with your own or you get from a third party, you come up with your own urban encounter tables, that gives you impetus to throw anything at them in the guise of trying to get this, this artifact, this thing, this MacGuffin. They could be going from one section of town to the other and have stuff happen. And sometimes, and who knows, maybe somebody steals it just because they steal it. They have nothing to do with anybody else, but they manage to, because it's a thief, oh, something valuable, I'm going to go steal it, maybe I can pawn it. And so they'll they'll steal it from the, the player characters. And so the player characters go, oh, and now everybody's looking for it. And the thief is in hiding, and he's hard to find. And all of a sudden, you know, the hell, I might write this up myself. <laughs> but anyway, that's the kind of thing you got to think of when you do an, an urban sandbox. If you got all these things, I mean, it applies to any sandbox, but especially urban ones. You can set up an urban system like that. It's really great. Check out the Vornheim book. Check out whatever you can to set up something like this. So I got to go start my day. And let's see, if you want to talk about, about this or anything else, oldmangrognargmail.com, or you can drop a voicemail on Anchor. We're monetized, so as little as 99 cents a month, you too can help support this program, and I would thank you. And thank you to Jonathan, Oliver, Gilbert, Juan Carlos, Daniel, Dan, Benjamin, and John Allen. 
You guys are great. Thanks for supporting me. I appreciate it. Don't forget to listen to Dan Gregg. The Jung Grognard podcast is Y-U-N-G. Don't for, also forget a couple of anchor ones. Mark C. Wallring's The Yawning Owlbear and John Allen Large's The Red Dice Diaries. So, until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air.